Hello, everyone. I'm Matthew Freeman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to the Betting Pros Podcast brought to you by BetMGM, where you can get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 when you use the highly original promo code BETTINGPROS with your first deposit. All right, here with me for a special episode breaking down the Week 16 Christmas games as well as Monday Night Football is Pat Fitzmorris. Pat, uh, are you snowed in yet? We are, Freeman. We're about to get socked by this big storm, uh, you know, whiteout conditions, They've dialed down the snow forecast, fortunately, maybe only four to six or so. But, man, it's going to be like sub-zero wind chills, 50-mile-an-hour gusts of the wind. Uh, yeah, perfect perfect Christmas weather, right? Yeah, we've got all of those Saturday games that uh, are, are forecast mm. to be hit by a lot of weather, including that uh, you know Bears game hosting the Bills in Chicago. By the way, uh, speaking of the Bills, we are giving away a free signed Isaiah McKenzie Buffalo Bills mini helmet from Pristine Auction. If you want a chance to win it, subscribe to the Benny Pros YouTube channel right now and comment below on the video. We will announce a winner in a future episode, so turn on those notifications. All right, Fitz, uh, we're recording this on Thursday morning, so, you know, snowpocalypse, it might end up being a real thing. Uh, maybe not. Maybe all of these games that went down into the 30s with their totals, maybe some of them don't get hit by weather as severely as we're projecting. And, uh, you know, for the first time all year, a whole slate of overs ends up cashing. That would actually be a, a Christmas miracle indeed. But yeah, so those are all of the uh, the Christmas Eve games happening on Saturday. In this episode, you and I are going to be talking about the three Sunday Christmas Day games and then also Monday Night Football. And that first one on the slate is your beloved Packers on the road playing the Dolphins. And uh, I mean, this has got to be like the warmest weather on the slate. Uh, and so we have, you know, 49.5 as the total. I believe that is the highest total on the slate here. And the Dolphins favored by four points. The money line for the Dolphins, minus 200, plus 165 on the Green Bay Packers. If you are feeling spicy and thinking that the Packers are able to uh, continue their inevitable run into the postseason. Fitz, do you have any opinion on this game? I've got an opinion on this game. Do you have an opinion on this game? Yeah, some. And by the way, Friedman, just uh, all the Saturday games, it seems like most of these are going to be played on the ice planet Hoth. And yes. <laughs> on Sunday, we've got games in Miami, Los Angeles, Arizona, and then the Monday Nighter in the Dome in Indianapolis. So yeah. uh, no weather effects at all in these games we're going to talk about today uh, after Saturday, which is just going to be uh, interesting to see. And one of those days where you're glad you're watching it inside on TV and not at the stadium. Yeah. And, and side note, like for people who are, uh, you know, inclined to play DFS, that might be an interesting three day, uh, three game, you know, one day slate, sort of like the. The, you know the Thanksgiving slate that's super popular uh you know here we have it on Christmas no weather impacting any of those games so maybe a little bit easier to make projections and uh create your lineups but yeah go ahead Fitz so I like Miami a little bit here even though they're uh quietly on a three-game losing streak and I say quietly because I think they got a lot of respect for that narrow loss in Buffalo in the bad weather so um you know I think they almost sort of burnish their playoff contender cred, even though they've lost three straight, which is sort of odd. Um, you know, and the, I just don't know if the Packers are going to be able to match firepower with them. I mean, I guess Chris Christian Watson has given them a little bit of the quick strike capability that they had before they lost Devontae Adams, but, um, you know, really not much otherwise this is kind of a team that has to go on these long drives if they're going to win um and i think no rashawn gary is a problem for them uh they're you know 
very good edge rusher has been on IR for a while now and they need to get pressure on Tua to you know shorten his time in the pocket and not let him find Tyreek Hill and um, Jalen Waddle and I don't think they're going to be able to do that without Rashawn Gary so I'm I'm kind of worried about that I think the Dolphins just have a little more uh, offensive firepower here I'm kind of curious as to what you think about this total. I'm not sure what to do with it. Like my projections keep showing value on the under. Maybe that's the pace that the Packers are leisurely 30th in offensive pace. And the Dolphins are only 17th. They're not like a a quick moving team. Um, You know, and as I mentioned, just like Green Bay, not really having a lot of that quick score capability, but at the same time, for the last five Packers games have gone over. So, like, I want to like the under here, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sort of torn on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Far as the total goes, I'm right on the market. I have it at forty nine point three. So, the, you know, ever so slight lean to the under here. Um, and it for primarily uh, for the under, it is the pace. Uh, the Packers, they can play very slowly. I imagine they will run, want to run the ball where they can, uh, Miami, um, they they can play at a decent pace, but I think they will probably attack via the ground game because that is certainly where the Packers are most vulnerable, you know, ranking 31 or 32 and basically any run defense metric that you look at. Uh, and so if Miami is attacking more via the ground game, that will slow down the pace of play for them. Uh, and so you could see how, you know, if one of these teams is just able to get, you know, one of those long drives that takes up like half a quarter, uh, and you can see how that would happen with either of them, uh, that will make this game very likely go to the under. That said, the Packers, over their past, I think you mentioned like five games or so, they have been going to the over, and part of it is the defensive inefficiency that they have. Like they can be exploited on defense in Miami, especially playing at home, is the type of key, the type of team that could exploit them and put up points. Uh, and then Green Bay has actually been pretty efficient offensively uh, over the past five games. Like they're starting to come on on offense on a per play basis. That doesn't mean because they're not running many plays. That doesn't mean they're scoring a lot of points. But on a per play basis, they've been pretty decent. And so if they are kind of pushed into a situation where they need to play faster, need to score more points. Maybe they can do that because of the enhanced efficiency they've shown recently. So I can see the case for the over. I see the case for the under. I'm I'm not betting it either way. I am, however, betting on Miami at minus four. I think this number should be minus five and a half. And, you know, it's primarily because of the the fact that even though the Packers have gotten better offensively, they're still not great offensively. Uh, and they've been efficient, but they haven't been efficient with pace. So I'm still skeptical that they can combine both of those things to put up enough points in Miami. You know, all three of these games that they've lost, they've been on the road. Uh, You know, they've been in kind of tougher circumstances, especially that last game in Buffalo. I still have them as the, not still, like I've moved them to the number seven team. Like I think there's this clear top tier of six teams, uh, you know, you have the Chiefs, the Bills up at the top. 
And then in some order, you've got Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, and you have the Bengals, given what they've done over the past two months, the Bengals who have jettisoned into that top six. But, you know, after them, you could make an argument for a number of teams at number seven. And for me, it's the Dolphins. Uh, you know, I, I think Tua is he's not playing at an MVP caliber, but he's playing at highly efficient level, uh, you know, paired with a play caller who is doing a lot for that offense. Uh, and so I think whether they're passing or whether they're throwing uh, sorry, those two same things, whether they're passing or they're running a, against a defense that really can't stop anyone on the ground, I think they're going to be able to put up points. So I do like Miami minus four here. Uh, Fitz, any final thoughts here on uh, Miami or Green Bay before we go to the next game? No, just uh, in talking about two, maybe there would have been a little bit of trepidation about backing Tua in this game and the Dolphins, if not for his good performance against Buffalo. He kind of needed that after two down performances, completing under 50% of his throws the two previous games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like that, I, I think that sort of assuaged any of the concerns we might have had about this offense maybe going through a slump. Yeah. All right. So, this next game we have interesting matchup you have tampa bay on the road in arizona this is actually no 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 sorry my mistake before that we've got denver uh on the road in los angeles uh playing the rams denver favored by two and a half points a 36.5 over under fits uh do you have any opinions on this game it looks like russell wilson is definitely going to play uh he's out of the concussion protocol wasn't even listed on the wednesday injury report so Russell Wilson is in a whole lot of players for the Rams are out. Where are you leaning here? Yeah, um, you said in interesting game. And uh, I, I was wondering if you were maybe looking at something else because uh, we, we've laughed for the uh, like talked about this game for a couple of weeks now and seeing this as a, uh, you know, the NFL's Christmas present to us Broncos Rams on Christmas Day. And it's funny, who could have imagined that this would not be the lowest total on the board? Uh, you know, didn't see the weather thing coming and pushing all these other games under. But, um, you know, funny that just two sinkhole offenses like this. And I want to like the Broncos here, Friedman, because the Rams are just so bad. The way that team is built and this uh, top-heavy approach, the stars and scrubs approach, as it were. Um, well, when the stars are hurt... Uh, that doesn't leave a lot. You know, no Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup, no Aaron Donald. Uh, I don't know if Donald's coming back for this one, but, you know, really no incentive for them to to hurry him back into action. Um, so what's left is just not a very good team. And on the other hand, what's to like about the Broncos? I mean, this offense has struggled all season. The defense is terrific. And I, I don't know how the Rams get past about 17 points like I feel like that's about their ceiling as far as how many points they could possibly score in this game and under 10 is a distinct possibility um but the Broncos are 0-4 as favorites of two and a half points or more um I didn't even notice this until a friend who's a Broncos fan was complaining about it the other day but he was talking about how awful the the Broncos special teams have been all year and I hadn't really noticed yeah, Football Outsiders has them dead last in special teams DVOA, although the Rams are 25th and the Rams somehow just made managed to make the Packers terrible special teams look great the other night. Yeah. So um, we could just see a special teams uh, comedy hour here in this game. Yeah, so I, 
I guess I like the under here. 36 and a half feels a little tall, even with Russell Wilson returning um, to the Broncos. And I, I don't, I mean, if I was forced to take a side, I guess I'd pick Denver, but I just uh, have a hard time betting them with any confidence, even, even against the Rams. Uh, yeah. They just do not inspire confidence as a two and a half point favorite. Yeah, so I tend to like the under in Broncos games. That's just what I do. Uh, I haven't bet it yet in part because I was I was waiting to see uh, on on the Russell Wilson news. But also, I like the Broncos more in this game than I like the under. The uh, line, as you mentioned, thirty six point five is the total. I have it projected at thirty five point eight, so not all that far off from market. And uh, I see a bigger discrepancy on the the spread here so it's at two and a half i have it with russell wilson uh playing in this game i have it at 3.75 and you know that's taking into account that you know for the rams center brian allen is now out for the year wide receiver ben skoranek is out for the year which like that might not mean much but it's like they don't have much at wide receiver with cooper cup allen robinson already gone skoranek is now gone uh you know and then on the defensive side of the ball they are totally exploitable uh I don't want to say Jalen Ramsey has been like a, a shell of himself, but he, he hasn't been as dominant uh, as he has been in previous years. And given all of the other issues they have on their defense uh, it's, it's coming back to haunt them. And on the defensive interior, they are already without Ashawn Robinson. Aaron Donald didn't practice on Wednesday. He hasn't played, you know, and I think at least the last two games. Uh, and then also Marquise Copeland, uh, their other defensive tackle, he didn't play last week. He didn't practice on Wednesday. I don't think he's playing in this game. So they're missing like their three top defensive interior linemen. Like they are, they are highly exploitable. And if there's one thing the Broncos will probably want to do to protect Russell Wilson, it's run the ball. And they actually did that fairly well last week, which is kind of amazing. But like with Latavius Murray and, and Marlon Mack, somehow they weren't the worst team in the league last week. Uh, and maybe they look to do that again. So I, I think the Rams, given their current state, they're a bottom three team. And the Broncos with their defense are not quite as bad. Uh, and so I, again, anything less than a field goal here, I think is probably too short. So, man, I don't feel good about backing Russell Wilson, but it's really the team that they're going up against. And I think, you know, they were fully shown to be uh, fraudulent. Isn't even the right word. Cause there's no one that believes in them, but the, the moxie, like the comeback moxie that they exhibited on Thursday night football a couple of weeks ago when they were able to come back and win a game, uh, that was totally gone on Monday night football last week. Like they they just showed like they're dead. Uh, and so we have a team with a pretty good defense uh, and at least a, an, a starter caliber quarterback going against a team that is totally dead and on its like fourth quarterback of the season who wasn't even on the team three weeks ago. I will, I will take the Broncos here. Yeah. Um, just two last points. Um, so I've got this projected at, at Broncos by three and a half, but the other thing that's giving me pause is McVay versus Hackett. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that yes. bothers me yes. a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, I just like laying points with the Hackett side. Something about that doesn't feel great. The dude you know literally I mean? has the name Hack. He has the word Hack in his <laughs> it's, name. It's right there. Um, and the other thing, I just want to say, like, Jalen Ramsey, when 
the Rams' top guys started dropping like flies, Cup, Stafford, Aaron Donald. I really thought like they were going to just shut down Jalen Ramsey with some sort of, you know, all of a sudden ankle injury pops up. And but not only has he played and I know he has not been the lockdown cover guy that he has been in the past, uh, granted, but like he is not packed it in by any means. He rocked A.J. Dillon with the hit the other night that just like, you know, got to respect that, that he is still out there like throwing himself at this 240 pound running back and just, you know, blasting him. So I respect for Jalen Ramsey for being like the one superstar the Rams have who's still out there balling. Yeah. What are the odds that when Nathaniel Hackett gets fired, one of the Denver newspapers has the uh, the headline of like, couldn't hack it? Like it's, <laughs> it, they're definitely, someone's going to do that. I've, I've got a friend who's actually in the, uh, works in the sports department of the Denver Post. And he's probably going to be the guy writing that headline. So uh, <laughs> I, I would say the odds are very good that that's going to be his uh, come up for him. Yeah. I mean, uh, some, sometimes the, the straightforward, the straightforward option is the best one. Um, okay. So rounding out the Christmas day games, uh, at night, eight twenty Eastern, we've got Tampa Bay on the road in Arizona, 40 and a half is the, uh, is the total here. And the Buccaneers now favored by seven and a half, a, a team that can't cover, for the life of them is now favored by seven and a half uh, and uh, you know, minus three sixty-five on the money line. But of course it's just, it's the circumstances uh, given everything that Arizona has going on. Now, Trace McSorley uh, starting in this game. Uh, I have, I have the Cardinals power rated as the worst team in the league now, given their quarterback situation. And uh, I think it's, it's very much deserved. They also have issues on defense, like their secondary uh, has just been ripped to shreds. Um, and then their starting offensive line is basically entirely out now. Uh, and so you've got a third string quarterback behind a backup offensive line. It's, it's bad news. Uh, Tampa Bay isn't fully healthy for this game, but I, I think they're healthy enough. So uh, what do you, what do you see out of this game here? Man, I see a game that I do not want to touch in any way, shape, or form, Friedman. I'm not sure I even want to watch it. I might just watch the Aloha Bowl instead of this one. Um, But I actually, I take that back. The Aloha Bowl is the 24th. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball on that game. A lot of basketball. Um, So I think McSorley is terrible, and I thought he was overrated even when he's at Penn State. Although I suppose Penn State fans now with Sean Clifford would probably take McSorley back in a heartbeat. But um, yes, like it is a major downgrade and that is going to torpedo this team. But man, the Buccaneers are 3-10-1 against the spread this year. Like they are just the worst team you could possibly bet on. Uh, They're 0-3 when favored by more than a touchdown this year. (laughs) They've got a lot of concerning DNPs in practice this week. They do. Uh, On defense, Jamel Dean. Vita Vea, Antoine Winfield Jr., Carl Nassib, Keanu Neal, and on offense, Donovan Smith, their left tackle. So, like, they've got some major injury problems. I mean, it, it, they've got Brady throwing it in the last four games, 43, 54, 55, and 44 times. Like, they've just completely abandoned the run because they can't 
run effectively on anyone. Um, and I, maybe that's a recipe for this hitting a low total, like going over the total since uh, the Cardinals have allowed like a 69.7% completion rate this year and have the third worst opponent passer rating. Like maybe the Buccaneers can just firebomb this Arizona defense and push this game over the really low number. But man, that's probably going to involve Trace McSorley doing something. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, the uh, the Buccaneers have had Brady throw a lot. He leads the league in completions and pass attempts. And it's not like because they're lighting it up the way they did last year. It's uh, just because they've needed to have him throw the ball. Um, I have this at six and a half. So, you know, below the key number of seven, if, if, as the market stands now, I had to make a bet on it. It's disgusting, but I probably would bet on Cliff Kingsbury as an underdog, given everything that you said, all the injury issues that we see with, with Tampa Bay, especially on the defense. Uh, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, out left tackle, uh, Donovan Smith dealing with a foot injury. Uh, Tristan Wirfs probably going to play, but I don't think he played last week. Like, I think we expected him to play, and then he didn't play. So it's not a given that he ends up playing this week. Um, so seven and a half feels like it's just like the market has extended itself a little too much. If it were at seven, I, I would understand it. Six and a half is where I think it should be. But I, I mean, shout out me. Uh, I bet it at three and a half. So, you know, uh, it's, that's, uh, that's like, uh, I just, I knew that Colt McCoy was very unlikely or my sense was that he was very unlikely and that the market would move. And, and by the way, when I got it at three and a half, I logged it in the betting pros app where you can sync up with sports books, get free betting advice and picks and track different experts and your own bets. And you can set alerts. We monitor all the major sports books. So when one of them has a line move that hits a threshold, uh, you get an alert that tells you where to make the bet at the book that provides the most value at that moment. So it's uh, you know just like a great way of streamlining your betting process. Download the app today in the Apple or Google Play Store. Man, uh, I don't want to watch this game. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch this game. Uh, I've, you know, because I've bet on it, uh, you know, I'm just going to sort of monitor a little bit throughout the night by looking at uh, the betting pros app and kind of tracking it. But uh, yeah, not going to be betting it certainly at, at these numbers and uh in terms of the the total i believe i am in line with the market here yeah i have it projected exactly 40.5 so uh if i hadn't established the earlier position uh, i would have no interest at all in this game here uh all right so monday night football we have the chargers at the colts this this is an interesting game, not so much because of what's going to happen on the field, but just all of the dynamics going around with the Colts. Uh, they just lost the largest lead uh, in NFL history. Well, let me rephrase that. I framed that poorly. They didn't have the largest lead. They uh, gave up out of any team to be ahead and then lose a game. They had the largest lead at, at 33 points. Absolutely unbelievable that they were able to get out to that kind of lead, but a lot of it was uh, luck induced it's not like they were just out there totally uh you know just doing whatever they wanted on offense uh and then of course you know they gave it up because they have a really conservative offense and now they're going to their third string quarterback uh who really should have been the backup quarterback to begin with but he was the third string quarterback and nick Foles. and the thing is Foles has been running things with the scout team 
for the entire year. So he doesn't, it's not as if there's really even an offense to know, but he hasn't been practicing the Colts offense with any of the guys he's going to be playing with. This, this could be a hilarious game that we see. The thing is, it's the Chargers. And you never really feel good about betting the Chargers as anything more than two and a half point favorites. So I don't know. This this game right now, the market is four and a half uh, for the Chargers favored. 44 and a half is the total minus uh, 215 on the money line for the Chargers plus 180 on the Colts. Fitz, uh, what, what are you thinking with this game here? I have no less confidence betting any team than the Chargers. Like the Chargers have been a complete mystery to me all season. Uh, I looked in their eight, five, and one against the number this year, and I wouldn't have been that wouldn't have bet that they were that good against the number in total. Maybe because it seems like whenever I have confidence in them, they <laughs> they totally collapse on themselves. Um, yeah, I, Friedman. Like I don't know how the Colts possibly regroup from that loss and one thing i guess they do is is they bench matt ryan who at this point i think would have been just this walking avatar of that colossal <laughs> collapse uh so maybe it's it's the best thing that they did that i feel terrible for ryan it's a bad way to go out probably the end of his career but um I, a move they had to make i think to continue oh, on and here's and, and sorry, just to say that might yeah. you're you're right. That actually might be the last start of his career. Like the guy who's known for the big loss in the Super Bowl, the come from behind loss in the Super Bowl. Now with that as his last game, that's sad. Oh man, I know. Yeah, it, very sad. And the thing is, though, we have seen some respectable performances actually from the Colts since Jeff Saturday took over. Like we saw the road win in Las Vegas. We saw the one point loss to the Eagles where they almost pulled it out at the end. Um, you know, they had a really good start, obviously, against Minnesota. They played Dallas tough for three quarters before they completely collapsed in the fourth <laughs> quarter of that game and just got, you know, dump trucked late in that. So, um, but maybe this is just it. Like, how many really bad collapses can one team withstand? Uh, and and now no Jonathan Taylor running back. It doesn't look like they're going to have Kenny Moore. And, you know, going against the Chargers, a team with a lot of firepower wide receiver, not a good week to be without Kenny Moore, uh, your best slot corner. So, yeah, like if I was going to bet this, and I probably will since it's a standalone game on uh, Monday night, I think I would lay the points with the Chargers in this one. And uh, I'm a, a little inclined to go towards the under here because of the points you made about Nick Foles. And it's not like the Chargers have been like this explosive high scoring offense. This total seems, even though weather will not be a factor, um, and you know, Justin Herbert's one of the better quarterbacks in the game, I, I feel like this number still is a little too high. Yeah, it's not as if uh, the the chargers are attacking downfield aggressively with Justin Herbert. Like they are, they're very content just to let him move the ball down the field casually. Yeah. Mm, I haven't, I haven't projected to the over. And part of that is just because of um, the defense that we've seen out of the, out of the chargers uh, and the Colts, you know, in theory, they can run the ball, but they really can't. Like, I don't have any faith in my projection of 46.9. Like, I'm not betting that. And 
I don't have any faith also in my projection of this game, you know, should be 3.75. So in theory, there's a little bit of value here on the Colts. Like I'm not betting it. I'm just, I'm staying away there. There are for me too many uncertainties uh, with Nick Foles coming in. And uh, yeah, like if I had to bet it, just not looking at my numbers at all, it would be the chargers. Cause I just, uh, you know, they are, they are getting right. They're, they're heading in the right direction. Uh, Derwin James, I think he has a decent chance of returning for this game. So they are close to being as healthy as they are going to be for the rest of the season. And uh, the Colts are just absolutely going in the wrong direction. So I'm, I'm not betting it. If I had to, it would be the chargers here. Yeah, that's, that's the direction I'm pointed to. All right. So Fitz, uh, you had two questions here. What are you doing for Christmas? And then what are you working right now at uh, Benning Pros and Fantasy Pros? Good. Um, so Christmas Eve, we'll be going up to my mom and stepdad's and uh, feasting on beef tenderloin and scallops. So I'm excited about that. Good. That's That'll pretty be good. good. That is a, a really good meal. And, you know, at the end of a, a long day of uh, watching football and pretending to pay attention to my family, that's going to hit the spot for <laughs> sure. And um, what am I working on right now? Uh, the next thing I'm going to do and, and something I'm going to be paying attention to all afternoon, player props, Friedman. And, uh, you know, I was fighting the juice for a long time this season, but the last four weeks, I think I'm like 22 and seven on player props. So it's been going really well. Um, hopefully, you know, they're going to be some interesting number. I'm just worried that the slate is not going to be that big this week. Like I haven't even looked at the numbers yet. Because of I'm the like, weather. Yeah. yeah. I, I and, think, and quarterback uncertainty. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's going to be a pretty limited menu this week. One of those games where I might, or one of the weeks where I might only get to pick like five or six game, uh, props. So I don't know. Hopefully the, the menu is not as limited as I anticipate it being. Yeah. How about you? What's your Christmas going to be? Uh, I think just kind of hanging out, hanging out here, relaxing. Uh, you know, we tend to open gifts on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day is just sort of like a let's relax. Let's put on some movies, uh, you know, have the fire going. And uh, normally like this might sound kind of weird because it's not like we're Italian or anything, but like we've sort of like settled into this uh, this meal of like a lot of spaghetti and sausage for uh for like the christmas meal like the the past couple of years so uh yeah i think that's what we might do again i don't know but just just trying to relax you know just enjoying enjoying the season i i like the italian christmas that sounds pretty delicious to me yeah yeah so uh, do you do eggnog i do uh in fact i had a little last night with a little splash of bourbon what about you uh, yeah i mean i like eggnog of course you know, for this season and last year, I haven't been drinking. Before that, it was rum in the eggnog. Uh, you know, but it, so you do you do bourbon. Uh, I do rum. I, it seems like you know you could put almost anything in there and it would be acceptable. I think so. I think rum is probably more common, but I've I've found I to me it goes a little bit better with bourbon. It's close though. <laughs> you have you, know? you have the sophisticated palate though. You know, if someone hands me a rum eggnog, I'm not gonna push it away. <laughs> All right. He's Fitz. Uh, I'm Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. Check out Betting Pros and Fantasy Pros for all of our work, uh, best bets, player props, fantasy favorites, player projections and rankings, and more. If you like the show, please rate and review on your favorite podcast app. That is going to do it for this special Week 16 Christmas Day and Monday Night Football Breakdown. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck. Have a great holiday weekend and see you next episode.